0: Podcast Network Asia. You really cannot prejudge if somebody tells you ay hindi okay yan nalugi ako dyan Ay ayoko na rin. It cannot even the season and the timing plays a different role. <laughs>
1: Another episode of Misconceptions. Last week, we talked about considerations and when to move out. Now we'll follow it up with another relevant topic and a connected one, which is what to consider before investing in properties. It's such a big decision and might be the most expensive decision that you will make in your entire life. Of course, given how important it is, I wanted to invite someone knowledgeable and passionate about this to be a guest in today's episode. We had a very, very, very packed conversation that we actually split this episode into two parts. So this first part, we'll talk about more of the basics on what you need to know about property investing and all the tips that my guest is ready to share today. The second part, we'll talk about more of the advanced stuff, and you'll hear more about it later. So first off, I just want to introduce my guest. He is a real estate management graduate of Harvard Business School and is the president of Spectrum Investments, a property portfolio management company. He's also the author of two books on property and goes around the globe inspiring and teaching Filipinos how to manage their finances and invest in properties. He has been featured in Inquirer, Entrepreneur, CNN, Yahoo, Asian Dragon, MoneySense, and other publications. So he's here today to share seven tips on how to get your real estate journey started. So let's all give a warm welcome to property guru, Carl D. Hey, Carl, how are you?
0: Hello, hello, Michelle. How are you? And hello to all the listeners on your wonderful podcast.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so excited about our conversation today. Kasi ako personally, matagal ko na tong iniisip, but I don't know where to start. And I'm sure a lot of my listeners also feel the same way. So my first question would be, what made you decide to invest in properties or focus more on properties? You're an architect by education, diba?
0: Yes, Mish. good question to set the tone of our podcast. So, you know, I started out as a regular chinoy, you know. My parents were were, were we were not wealthy. I was living in a house with my ama, my uncle. We are we were in a three bedroom house in La Loma, Quezon City. So, three bedroom. Mm-hmm. One bedroom is one family. Unlike like ba? One bedroom is one one kid, uh, the parents in another room, the achi in another room. Kami yeah. one family. So, me my parents and four of us kids were in one room. In another room was my ama, angkong, my uncle, achak, ako, and in another room was my uncle, my auntie, and my cousins. We grew up in that kind of setup in the 1980s and it was not comfortable life. I mean, it was okay, but you know, syempre you had financial struggles. May mga days na walang budget and you, you will hear that all the time Carl, wala time budget know. Mm. So eventually i needed to find work so i ended up being a delivery boy in binondo so so shout out to mga taga binondo out there <laughs> so i i i go to binondo to get my sideline side hustle at that time as a delivery boy and as i was going around delivering goods of course, tyo Chinese tayo, so hardware mm. stuff, ba? I would deliver mm. hardware I would see the wealthy business owners. And lahat sila parang, uy, may bodega, may, may rental property, may land sa ganon, may land sa ganon. And I would envy them. I would say, buti pa sila, may ganon, may sarili silang bahay, may ganon. And they would get rental property. So sabi ko, hmm, maybe um, property is really the way to be wealthy. Yeah, but before I used to call it rich. Dati kasi I was more money-focused. But mm-hmm. as we grow older, we are now more wealth-focused. Because when you say wealth, it's overall. Hindi lang pera. It's like yung time, quality of relationships, your balance between work-life. Hindi na tulad ng mga uncle uncle natin na talagang sobrang kabad sa trabaho. Correct. Mm-hmm. Eventually... I guess subconsciously, nag sa mind ko yon na wow, property, property, property. Then eventually, I became an architect. Uh, hindi pa I became. I took up architecture
1: mm-hmm.
0: in UST. So people would ask me, Carl, magaling ka pa mag-drawing? And I would joke <laughs> with them, yeah, hindi, hindi ako magaling mag-drawing. Mas I remember, nasabi ng mga friends ko, well, architecture is the easiest course. because you don't have to study so hard. You just need to draw and draw and draw. <laughs> and that's it. So I go, oh, I, 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 I can do that. I can just keep on drawing. So I, I ended up in architecture school. And then, it it's really funny, I, I forgot about the property thing. And then mm-hmm. I went to architecture school. Then, you know, I, I eventually worked. I was very blessed to, to work with architect June Palafox at that mm-hmm. time, he was the planner for Rockwell. Mm-hmm. This was late 90s and Rockwell, the first live work, play township. The first almost the first the compact na building, the mall, the offices.
1: Mm-hmm. And it
0: was a power plant at that time. Na it was outskirt, it was nothing. People don't want to go there. And I was there working for architect Palafox and my eyes was opened again. ah, okay, so this is the next big thing, pala. And I saw Rockwell rise from one tower to two tower, three tower. And eventually the expat started to come in, and the prices of property there just went from one hundred thousand or below pangatut to one fifty to, to two hundred 300000 300 Now I think it's three fifty to four hundred thousand mm. per square. Yeah. And then um, after taking up architecture, I was very blessed again to to find work with one of the biggest developer the Philippines, which is Ayala Land. Mm-hmm. So I was very, very happy. I would go to Ayala Avenue, Makati, naka long sleeves, may dala attache case. So my parents were proud of me. You know, sa, sa middle, <laughs> middle class family, when you're wearing a long sleeves, wearing necktie and going to Makati, it's like you've made it. Kahit na ang baba lang ng ko. But uh, it was a good experience. And na-open yung eyes ko from a delivery boy world. Uh, you know, being a delivery boy, ang mga kasama ko noon is the delivery driver, payonante. Mm-hmm. I would have pandesal snacks with them, dip it in Nescafe 3-in-1. And that would <laughs> be my life. And I would be very happy. And then now you're in Ayala Land, in Ayala Avenue, Makati, people were in long sleeve. So, na-open yung eyes ko na parang, wow. So, it's another world, it's another season of learning. And yung mga, mga boss ko sa Ayala, you know, they, they were, they're really like mga Harvard, Wharton. Mm. So, I realized, wow. And these guys have a different mindset. They would think long term, they would be they will be visionaries, they will be less emotional, they will be data-driven. So totally opposite from our Chinoy, uh, <laughs> Chinoy family, na. Correct. Gut feel. <laughs> oh. And then very emotional sometimes. So and then sometimes a uh, not so long term, yung young vision. So yeah, Mesh, that's basically how I got into property.
1: That's a very interesting story. You know, just thank you for giving that background on how you got into property. So, three questions lang naman, because I'm just very curious. So, people always think about this. Do you rent or do you buy?
0: Primary house? Primary house. Okay. Mish, very good question. I'm going to give the listeners seven takeaways today. Seven key takeaways. Then that, The number one takeaway to, is to answer your question. Your primary home is your best and first investment. Your primary home is your best and first investment. I tell my clients... If you only have one property in your life and that's your house, that's good enough. You don't have to worry because that house is an asset. Asset, it may not have rental income, but it has some value. It's a store of value, especially if it's a house and lot. Like us in La Loma, Santa Mesa Heights. I remember my lola, my ama, buying the property for $350,000, 1976. 300 house in Latoa with Baha'i, mm. 350,000 with three three rooms. <laughs> <I don't
1: remember.
0: laughs> and 350,000. It was sold 35 years later for 35 million.
1: Wow. I, I'm
0: not even gonna get my calculator. I'm, I'm stopping you guys. Huh? I'm, I know yung mga number of people out there are getting their calculators, are trying to compute, <laughs> and yung ROI. Don't, don't, don't. The point of my ama is. 350000 forgot about it na. We stayed in that one piece of property, created so much memories. It churned out so many of my successful cousins and my siblings na very successful na ngayon. And at the end of the day, it gave my ama $35 million to pay for the hospital bills. And at least she ended her life at peace. Diba? Not mm. because of five properties, not ten, just one, the house in La Loma, where we stayed in. And I'm gonna, I know in the YouTube people are saying that uh, it's not a primary home, it's not an investment, it doesn't give you cash flow, but rent or buy, definitely buy. If, if it's you, your primary home, definitely, and I'm gonna also assure uh, like give some confidence to the people out there now if you're old. And wala ka nang I mean you know life is short you don't have as much excess just buy your primary home and that is a good store of value and when you are in your old age that piece of especially pag house and lata if it's a house and lot that you bought way way back and kong stories mesh in my in my work I, I've, I've been in the real estate industry for twenty years. And I, I've met a lot of uncle and auntie and they tell me all their stories. So I'm about real estate. Because eh. it's really proven over long term. Okay, I, I, I'm sure some of the millennials here are saying cryptocurrency, <laughs> stock market can make more money. I would agree. I think if you play those cards right, they will make more money. But I guess from a portfolio allocation point of view, the real estate is your turtle. It's your sure, sure and steady over the long term. Alright? And I always tell my clients na property is hard to sell, which is good. So when the market is down, you don't panic and just sell. You keep it until your age 85, 75, 65, and then you look back and say, oh, surprise. Yung binili mo ng $7 million is now $70 million. So number one, that was a long answer to a fast talk. To. Rent or buy? <laughs> definitely buy. And there's a an whole story, whole technique pa on borrowing money, which is maybe you invite me again and we'll talk about that. But that's advanced.
1: No worries. Okay, coming from that buy. So when you choose to buy, madami kasing ibang option, di ba? Because it's really expensive right now. Even if I want to buy, wala naman kasi akong pera pang bili. Because it's obviously more expensive than renting. So it varies from my current situation at this point in time. So let's just assume that you've chose to buy a property. There are different types. Rent to own, ready for occupancy, and pre-selling.
0: Wow, very good question, Mish. And I think uh, these these questions are in a lot of the the people's minds, especially the young ones. No? I'll simplify further, Mish pre-selling, or yung ready to occupy. Okay. Pre-selling, as an investment, I like to invest in pre-selling. I guess because I came from Ayala land and I know the power of cashing out little and putting myself in a forced savings mode so I'm forced to save and pay for the installment. So bagay yan sa mga younger ones. If you're in a situation wherein... You know your 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 income is higher than your life expense. You have excess. You have to make. You have to find a place to put that excess, or it's gonna be gone. It's gonna be kaput. It's gonna be <laughs> all over the world or in Lazada or in Starbucks. Expensive coffee, trips. When I was young, Mish. When I was thirty, I know. You know, I started property investing at thirty. I am a late bloomer in today's standards because there are people now investing at 22 23 Totoo,
1: ang bilis ang bata nga.
0: yeah so i'm a late bloomer at 30 one thing na nakatulong sa akin is really the force savings so yung buying at uh, uh, from from ayala selling alveo avida dmci that allowed me to slowly enter the market and in, in an area na developing pa lang. and during my time when i was 30 the market, meaning the supply, was not yet that much. So I'm entering markets na low supply, which had demand after four years when we became investment grade. So yun yung scenario that I experienced. There's a possibility na it can repeat ngayon. Kasi we're now in a down market. A lot of the expats went back home. Okay, I'm going to emphasize If you believe in this narrative that in a year or two, we will open up again and expats will start to slowly come in, then you can prepare for that rebound. And that's what property is all about, Mish. Property is you have to remove your present day glasses. You have to see things five years down the road, 10 years down the road, 15 years down the road. That's how property is cannot be what you're seeing. Oi, hahabol ako. Uy, he, he made money. Nagaya ako ngayon with the same strategy. It doesn't work. But kasi iba na yung price. So, ready for occupancy properties naman. May advantage naman siya. When you buy it, it's immediately available. Mm-hmm. Um, you can bank loan it or you can cash it. Okay. It's also a good strategy. Uh, personally, I don't, I don't like that much, that strategy. Personal lang naman, but other clients, they like it. Personally, mm-hmm. because of my experience working with Ayala, mm-hmm. I like to come in when it's at ground level. Yung mm-hmm. po, pa lang yung price. You know, when you buy at ground level at pre-selling from a developer and the price is low, you're kind of assured that it won't go lower than that ground level price. Because eh? you bought it at the start, eh?
1: Na wala pa, Idea pa lang siya.
0: Yes, of course. There's you have to wait, and you have to believe that the story will come true, and that the market will be there in five years, four years. So I kind of like that approach. Siguro kasi konti lang yung pera ko uh, mm-hmm. when I was younger. So that that strategy kind of worked for me. Because if I was to buy a ready for occupancy, and I would to Mahal. shell out a large amount of money, and knowing that that person bought it. 30%, 20% cheaper. Parang, hindi ako ma... I want to be that person who bought it at the ground level. So, but, mm. in summary, both are good. Both are good. There's nothing... Walang bad doon. Walang bad. It's just personal preference and your financial situation.
1: Yeah. And how quickly or how urgently you need that property. Because obviously, if it's pre-selling, you walang need to pa. wait years, ba? So, pag ready for occupancy, it's there. It's, you can move it anytime. As long as you pay, the lump sum naman. so yung problem mo naman dun is the pay the money aspect.
0: exactly um, yeah. that's why I'm an advocate of leveraging in short mm. borrowing from the bank don't mm-hmm. judge me <laughs> don't bash <laughs> me uh, there are some set of people that they don't advocate leveraging or borrowing from the bank mm-hmm. but you know I've I've been with so many businessmen and they see leveraging in a different eyeglasses with different eyes you have to know how to make it work though. It's, the, yes. it's not like para para, you just borrow money. So, there has to be a parang, fundamental an exit strategy, an analysis on your current expense and future expense. So, yeah. but that's an advance also.
1: Correct. But, I mean, tato naman eh. If, if you look at other like big companies right now, it's not going away from properties. All these companies have their own debt. They have the money, pero may utang din sila? Because you will not grow if you don't leverage, diba? You don't put on leverage. So, but well, Guys,
0: uh, I'm going to leave you with this. After listening to my podcast, but make sure when you finish the podcast, research about leverage. If there's one thing that now wealthy people are good at, it's leverage. Mm-hmm. And this is leveraging money, leveraging other people's skills, leveraging. Uh, resources, leveraging network, leveraging brands, collaborations, and dominion.
1: Totoo. Very important the word na research, kasi it's not an easy thing to do, and it's all it could be very risky if not handled properly. Also,
0: exactly. You know, Mish, I wanna add lang. You know, uh, one of my mentors, si Josiah Go, and this is really such an important, and I always share it in my in my interviews. In every endeavor that you enter, there are two aspects of that endeavor. The idea and the execution. All right. Okay. I'm going to simmer on that a bit. So guys, two things, idea, execution. Let's move it to a case study so you can relate better. If your cousin opened a laundry business and it failed, you cannot say laundry business is a failure. Because there is many, many, many aspects to it. How was the execution, Never? If after you research and you realize, oh, it was in a poorly uh, located market segment, who cannot afford the price point, or the execution was not done properly by my cousin, many, many reasons why the business failed. So I just want to share with all the listeners out there: you really cannot prejudge if somebody tells you, "Hey." Hindi okay yan. Nalugi ako dyan. Mm-hmm. Ay, ayoko na rin. It cannot. Even the season and the timing plays a different role. And a funny story, laundry business. Because I think pre-pandemic, I'm not sure now, pre-pandemic, there was a boom in laundry business. Eh.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was in the laundry business 10 years ago. And I failed. <laughs> I failed. I failed. But I kind of saw the opportunity na parang maybe one, kasi at that time, 10 years ago, it was still no, the Filipinos they want to wash their own laundry. That's mm. your business. Mo. So I was a bit early in the business, and now kind of clicked. I'm not sure pandemic if it's still working.
1: I think well, come here, sa bahay, We end up just doing the laundry ourselves. We used to bring it to the laundry place, eh? but now because you're scared of exposure, eh? then You're going out, and then you don't know at that point in time. baka delicado, so. Yeah.
0: You're right. You're right. So it's a cycle, no? But you know, when the business and the economy goes back again, who knows, right? I mean, okay. a, I mean, this is a mindset. You may buy closing laundry business right now at a the bargain. Then you yes. wait. Apun natai sa laundry business, no? Unai sa property. <laughs> but it's
1: important. Important because when I move out for a bit to live away from my parents, and I was thinking whether on a washing machine for the condo or dadalhin ko siya sa laundry place. Ang problema na sa VGC ako, walang laundry shop doon. So, na-force akong mag, ano, mag, bumili na lang ng washing machine. So, parang yung investment was done at the start. Kasi magkano ng washing machine, di ba, versus yung magkano lang na laundry na, di ba, like 30, 50, I don't know how much pa-laundry na per kilo, di ba? But it's it, it's relevant to property. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Mish, I love what you mentioned. So guys, sa mga nakikinig, I'm sure at some point you're also entrepreneurial mindset. What Mish just mentioned, if you are an entrepreneur, capturing opportunities, that single sentence alone is already a business
1: Correct.
0: in the making. Michelle in Michelle, Walang laundry sa BGC. Wow, there you go. There's an opportunity there. High-density buildings, pre-pandemic or after pandemic. High-density buildings, high-salaried workers, they value their time, they don't want to do their laundry. If you can develop a pickup system in each building, you know, set up a crate system wherein this is Michelle Tan's crate, bring it it back. Set up a delivery system, pickup system, automated, cashless Mm. payment. You can even bring it out of BGC so it's cheaper.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and I think you have just solved a problem in a market that is able to captive pay pa. captive and that market would not mind who, who you are as long as my laundry is done you don't give me trouble there's no friction points done deal and that's okay. how you do your business meaning property I'm gonna give you my one of my advice huh? mm. number one advice your primary home is your best and first mm-hmm. investment number two is you always look at property as a business venture. Diba? I would use a restaurant analogy. When you open a restaurant, the first thing you ask, okay, gusto kong mag-open ng Japanese restaurant. The first question, meron bang kung ng Japanese restaurant's area? That's the same question you ask property. Meron bang potential renter in the area? Or that area has no renter because everybody has their own house? Just to exaggerate, I'm going to open a... Apartment, let's say in in Bataan. pero lahat ng tao dun, they're in their homes, eh. so you will mm-hmm. not have a market for that. Yet, unless a university opens and there's a migration of people from nearby towns, so that's how you analyze. So, look at properties, a business venture, just like a restaurant. Who is your target market? Next. What is their salary? What is their excess income? Are they married? Are they students? Are they single? Factory workers? Office worker? BPO? Highly paid dollar employee? Pogo. Then from there, you will analyze yung spending power. Nila.
1: Mm.
0: You know, guys, just like business, rental property, the spending power of the population you are servicing is very important. What you don't want is to be in a mismatch. Mismatch meaning your product is too cheap in an area that's upscale. They would want more quality, more service. So, so, look at property as a business venture from analyzing your market to looking at your financials to advertising and marketing your property all the way to managing your operations and collections all the way to fantastic customer service. We mm-hmm. don't see that Regularly on regular folks, they have acquisition, they count the profits, but they don't have advertising, they don't have operations, probably they have collection, but no customer service. (laughs) So, (laughs) (laughs) That's why a lot of people are still not as successful with their rentals because they don't manage it like a business. That's my number two advice. Manage your property like a business.
1: Before we proceed with our conversation, let's take a quick break and hear from our fellow podcasters from Podcast Network Asia.
0: Lagi ka bang nag ot tapos OTY? Meron ka bang mga salbahing boss at pabidang mga office mates? Nako, isakang immortal! I'm Stanley Chi from The Underpaid Podcast. We talk about work-related topics na parang nagchichismisa lang sa pantry. It's a pro-employee podcast na relatable sa lahat ng nag-opisina, a man, petics, or work from home. Listen and subscribe to The Underpaid Podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Kita-kits, mga immortal!
1: If they did decide to now, they want to buy na lang, what are the factors that they need to consider prior to buying a house? The better, like location, price, all those things. Maybe we could like run those things down from your perspective. Because say, hindi sila nabibigla.
0: Yeah. Okay. If you are young, uh, for I guess if you are a starter, whether you're young, you are a late bloomer, thirties, mm. you're a super late bloomer, forties, fifties. My first advice is find a role model. Yun na lang. I think I want that. Find a role model. Find somebody in your family, in your circle, in your business world, that you look up as a role model because you like his values. You like her, you like her values. You like um, how she or he has uh, played out her investment. And then you pattern it after that person. So, if mo na, Uy, I want a flipping buy and sell model, find a mo- role model for that. If I want Long term, like what Carl D is say, saying, passive income, develop over time. I will follow Carl D's model. If I want to build and sell, I'm more active. I really want to be doing something, counting, computing, very, very active role. You find somebody that's na, yung model. Nila. So that's my first advice to starters. Find a role model. By the way, I'm very accessible through my Facebook. Okay, I don't reply in Facebook as much. But uh, if you have questions for me, uh, the private coaching is paid, but I answer questions on my TikTok for free. <laughs> 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 so you choose. You can go for the private coaching. It's 10000 per session. Or just go to TikTok and I'll answer it in 60 seconds. Alright, so find a role model. Number two, Siguru for the youngster starter check your affordability. This is applicable to the previous youngster. Because bata na they made it big in e-commerce eh, diba? Yeah. So they're wealthy. Well,
1: I guess, wag yung ano, hindi siguro yung mga outlier. Okay. Like, if we go back to before, and I'm just a regular employee or a regular um, graduate who is now considering to buy a house.
0: Okay. Condo. If you're a regular employee... And you're renting right now. You're probably throwing away 20000 a month and giving to people like me, who is landlord. Uh, but don't share this to a lot of people because we will lose tenants if we, everybody just <laughs> bought their own property. <laughs> so if you're paying 20000 a month, mga sis, mga brothers, sayang pera yun. You throw it away. And I would tell my, my, my coaching clients, I would rather you pay a bank with interest then throw your money to landlords. Kasi that's totally gone. If you throw it to the bank with interest, it still accumulates after 10 years and the property is yours. Mm. Diba? Yun yung ng maraming tao. Because, you know, a lot of our elders, our, our family parents, they taught us, huwag kang uutang sa banko. Diba? What if hindi mo mabayaran yan? Mag-renta ka mm. na lang. <laughs> oh. It's really a, a strategic mindset. It's a lack of, of strategy, I guess. Kasi... You're right Now, if you rent, you can easily exit. The obligation is not there. Mm-hmm. If you catch yourself renting for 10 years, that's na bad thing. Ba? That mm. could have been paid for the bank. So if you're a regular worker, office worker, or starter, and you somehow have excess income, then uh, ideally look into bank financing, talk to a mentor ideally so they can guide you, tell you what to watch out for. Then just change it to a loan. Change it to a loan and then buy your property in installment. Hopefully, if you buy something in installment, it's nearing your move in, move out so mm-hmm. you can stop the rent and move into your unit. Mm-hmm. So that's for, for the younger ones. Check your affordability, find a role model. And uh Okay, go for value. Go for value. Sometimes there are property out there na sobrang mura, but wala naman lasting power. That's the that's the downside of it. After 5 years, 10 years, it does not have good maintenance. So yung property loses its value.
1: And the quality. If,
0: yeah, but if you put it in decent, popular brands, corporations that have been there for many, many years, they have good track record, kahit mas mahal siya, you go for that, diba? And I think um, the Avida brand, the DMCI brand, the Amaya brand, these are very reputable for starter investors.
1: Parang ano lang Karl oh, parang iPhone lang yan. Mas mahal pero mas matagal kung value. <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly, diba.
1: Mas matasang resale value.
0: You know, yeah. I, I, I wanna, I wanna expand what you mentioned. You know, there was a time that I needed to buy a tablet tablet, no? Uh, because my phone was busted and I, it had to go for repair for two weeks. So sabi ko siya, mm. I need a temporary ano, to answer my call. So I bought a tablet and I think the Apple, magkano ba isang Apple tablet? 15,000. The
1: iPad, more na ata.
0: More? Let's just say I can get an Apple for 15,000, 17,000.
1: Mm.
0: But I decided na ang mahal nung Apple, 17,000. I'll just get this secondary brand for 10,000, 11,000 pesos mm. Para makasave ako And when that Tablet came It was so difficult to use I was not efficient It was slow It was hanging So I was not productive mm. So technically Mas nasayang ko yung pera ko On that 10,000 secondary brand That if I would get an a branded apple And it would have lasting value And I would have resold it Diba? So I, I like what you mentioned. Yeah,
1: putting it into property, if you buy something really cheap, you may have, you think you may have saved money early on, but years from now, it might be not beneficial for you at all because the quality has, you know, has suffered and people will not like it as much as, you know, getting it from a property that is must reputable, mas magandang quality, mas magandang materials yung to build that property to begin with.
0: Exactly. And the biggest trick of property is the maintenance. That's it. That's how, mm. that's why buildings in Tokyo, even if they're 70 years old, 50 years old, buildings in Paris, even if they're 100 years old, because they're ma- maintained well, they keep their value. So that's what you need to look for a building that's well maintained.
1: And I think that's the most overlooked item. Yeah. Cause when you when you look for a property, you would always think, Okay, location. Yeah. Right? Is it near my the places where I want to go to? Is there a mall? Is there a church? Is there a, a are there a lot of restaurants? And in proximity you non? Know, is it safe for you? Is the environment safe? Right? Is it close to my office? You'll think of location, but you will not you will think of price, deba. Right? Yep. Can I afford of this? Can I do this on installment? Can I sell this after, afterwards? Are the facilities nice? But then you don't really think about maintenance. Yep. Kasi that's the last thing on your list. So you kasi oh, I can maintain it. Pag-condo yun, hindi mo lang naman hawak yun. You can control your unit, but everything else, it's just out of your hands.
0: Very well said, Mish.
1: ba? Well, you, you mentioned kasi about agents and brokers. If, if you're dealing with people, uh, listeners who are new totally new to this thing and zero knowledge, how useful it is to talk to them and what do they really do?
0: Okay, I guess the ideal agent is supposed to um, guide you, tell you the pros and the cons of each property. Mm-hmm. Just like a doctor, they tell you when you go to an operation what you will expect. Managing your expectations, what are the potential uh, risks, what are the potential costs, going to property. So I guess that's the real heart and soul of a good agent. Somebody who's giving you advice, giving you information, giving you data. So you can ultimately make the best decision Mm -hmm. for yourself. Yeah.
1: Because usually they're the ones who's also giving you the kind of payment terms, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Working with developers, man. Usually, these payment terms are computer centralized, so mm-hmm. it's really not. Yeah, a lot of people are price conscious, but it's really more than that. It's really the the information given to you, the advice, the the service. Yeah, that's yeah. true.
1: Well, let's just fast forward. You know, you already bought or decided that you're gonna buy a house. What are the uh, other factors that you know can you need to focus on? That yung mga tipong hindi mo nakikita at the onset, eh, because you're so focused on the price, you're so focused on all these things. I would think terms and conditions would be very important, diba Once you're already in that point where you're about to purchase something, what is the usual things that we need to be conscious of for in the terms and conditions?
0: Okay. Terms and condition, you know, uh, Mish, That's a very good question because that uh, during COVID, a lot of people started to look at their terms and condition. Mm. <laughs> during COVID,
1: <laughs> nagbabasa ng manual, ng terms and condition, pero nung COVID, everyone just tried all of, all of to check. Exit, it, uh-huh. Can I
0: get a refund? Okay, let me let me put this into um, a win-win situation wherein I'm gonna speak on behalf of the buyer and the developer. Mm-hmm. I've many people approach me during COVID and say, Carl, can I cancel? And get my money back. Unfortunately, if you buy something from the developer, even if ni mo pa nahawakan yung property, there are costs to that property to, mm. to running the transaction. You know. So a developer, I think, will keep. Guys, don't judge me, huh? don't don't bash me on the comments. Huh? This is a generally safe answer. And a lot of people this would trigger a lot of nerves. Do some cancel at na four feet yung mga money nila. But generally, the developers would kind of have like a parang a certain parang service cost, diba? Parang mm-hmm. cost. So that's I think that the, the the number is 20%. So your first 20% most likely will not be refundable. So we're talking about the contracts, ha? You need to mm-hmm. monitor that's usually it. Eh? If you cancel, if you change your mind, uh, you will probably lose the first 20%. Oh, Actually, the contract says you will lose everything that you paid. Mm. Uh, because, you know, as a developer, if you were on the developer side, you would do the same thing because you're not playing around. You're doing business. You don't, yeah. if, the, if you have a customer that's going to cancel and you're going to refund, it's going to waste a lot of administrative efforts. Right. So you would rather say non-refundable kami if you're not ready, going not mm-hmm. just um, like sa
1: akin. Hassle it's
0: hassle for everybody. And if you're running a real business, you would not want to go through that. So terms and conditions of the contract, you ask that question. It's a difficult question and you accept a realistic answer. You know you entered it, you probably lose some money if you cancel. But if you really want to cancel, I tell all my clients that during the COVID and my my coaching na. Uh, but if your life is in a distress mode already, what you're trying to protect is moving forward. Now, wala ka ng obligation, you're free. You are carrying a heavy knapsack with rocks. What you want to do is to put that knapsack down and be relieved of your obligation so you can move forward. Mm. If you can regain some money back out of that, that's secondary na lang. But your first priority is to put down that heavy knapsack and move along ECQ, quarantine, light. That's mm-hmm. the goal. And I, I tell you, Mish, this is a very sensitive question. So many people are, are not letting go of their backpack. They're mm-hmm. carrying it all throughout their struggles uh, in the past COVID. And I tell them as a big brother, say, Brother, sister, ibaba mo na yan. Let it go. It, it may be hard-earned money, but your life is far more important. Now, you are stressed. You're always carrying that heavy bag. When you go to dinner with your kids, you bag. You are burdened. You are not happy. Diba? So, aura, you're passing it on to your family dinner, family lunch. Sayang. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I guess, Mish, to all the investors out there of property, one of my advice, number seven, is you have to have an exit strategy. Uh, exit strategy in all investments that you make, all business, there has to be that strategy in place. Now, what if? What if I passed away? What if my wife passes away? What if my business closes down? What if I lose my job? All of those what if should be in place. So when that happens you do not panic and i think yun yung kulang minsan sa 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 in, sa, in our society right now it's always just, how much money would i make exactly <laughs> how you much think about I return? it yeah and if the agent tells him, you will get 12% return sir yes i believe you let's do it mali you should be more realistic in your ano yon so you were asking me about at nga ba umabot dun?
1: We were terms and conditions. Other considerations that, you know, you, you need to prepare for other costs. Cause usually, for example, I would think if, if there's a newbie who's about to buy a property, they're just gonna ask about pricing, magkana yung monthly amortization na kailangan lang bayaran. Tapos. That's pretty much it. But then if you think about it, buying a property is not just about the property itself. You have other costs. You, we talked about maintenance earlier. Are there any other hidden charges that or? things that they need to factor in. I would think condo juice, diba. ba? Kasi minsan, hindi na naiisip yung condo juice eh. kapag condo yung binili mo, may monthly payment ka pa. May insurance ka pa.
0: Well said, Mish, well said. So, adulting. That's why Sabin. Yes. nga na, A wise man, di ba? Is not Knowing the answers. A real wise man is knowing what question to ask. <laughs> <laughs> you ask. You keep on asking. Are there any charges? There are turnover charges. Sometimes there are developers. have three hundred thousand kapala sa dulo. Yes. If I bank loan, are there bank loan charges? The answer is always yes because the banks have to make money. There are admin fees. Mm. Are there dues to the condo? Definitely yes, because your condo has to be cleaned by a, a maintenance guy. Mm. Somebody has to pay for the lights in your hallway. So a lot of people, they get surprised. They get gulat because of missed expectations. They mm. think, yeah, Eh, wala naman sinabi sa akin eh. Ako, I would always tap my friends on the back and say, You cannot blame that person na wala siyang sinabi. If you yourself did not ask the question. I mean, di ba, You're partly asked mm-hmm. But, pasensya ka na, you know, I'm very, I'm very um, brutal pagating sa ganon. Because I want a culture of accountability. I want a culture of when something does not go well, partly, maybe I made a fault. Diba? Right? Mm-hmm. If I did not get that information, maybe I did not ask the right question.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If I failed in this business, Maybe I miss doing something. I want that culture. So I, in my talks, I, I kind of advocate that also. Na, if you keep pointing responsibility to other people, life lesson um, Importante,
1: important. Yes.
0: And I tell you, always think about yourself. What did I miss doing? Because if you point the finger to yourself, you can change things. Mm. But if you point it to somebody else, you will just be stressed because it's not going to change. Eh. Mm. Life lesson. <laughs> <So, laughs> it will make you a better businessman. And I've no. seen many businessmen uh, if you keep looking at other people as the person with fault, then you're always going to be stressful. So going back, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refresh the seven tips I want, I'm sharing to your audience. Number one, your primary home is your best investment. Look at property as a business venture, number two. Number three, find a role model. Number four, check your affordability, your budget. Number four, yeah. And number seven, have an exit strategy. So we're going to move to number five and six. Okay. So number seven, exit strategy, but we move backwards two steps. Number five, as an investor, your property has to solve a market problem. If, uh, like, for example, we when the Pogo started to come, we were telling in our talks that there is a demand for dormitories. There's a demand for dormitories. And true, you hear dormitories going up in value because the Pogos needed to house their China employees in one spot that they can control, that they can shuttle in and out. I was talking about that um, in 2017-16 about the dormitories. So solve a market problem. The, the high-end properties are solving the needs for for the expats to have a property that is medio equal to what they are used to in their mm. country. That's why the high-end properties in Makati, BGC, it uh, solves the problem of the tenants, of the expat tenants. Correct. You will have properties, uh, like there's a property na parang container van mm. na ang Ang market niya is construction workers. Mm-hmm. There's this guy who does that. What he does is he connects with the city government and tells the government, "Oui, you have an infrastructure here: bridges, roads, a, a school being built, a government office being built. Why don't I put up that uh, container van here, one thousand five hundred a month, para yung workers have a place to stay? Mm-hmm. You're solving another problem, and that guy is also making money." Siyempre nang rental income from that market segment. Mm. So number five is solve a market problem, and number six, last sa talaga to. <laughs> number six is consistent execution. When you have a property, just like business, you have to constantly refresh your unit, re- constantly advertise, constantly extend customer service to your tenant, treat them well, and just keep it going. Your property has to always look new. Yon. So we've
1: discussed definitely a lot of topic in this episode. So thank you so much, Carl, for that. But wait, there is definitely more. So for those who still want to listen about, I guess, the most advanced topics or even just to get more tips from Carl, please head on to the second part of this episode. Both of us will be discussing more about, you know, whether to invest in a land or an economy or a property, how to maximize your investment in a particular property, how to sell your property or make other people see your property in a better light. And also talking about foreclosed properties and whether it's actually worth it to invest in those kinds of properties. So hang in there and we'll see you in the next part of this episode.